even in the midst of quote unquote recession, losing my job where I needed the money to pay the mortgage on the house I just bought, mm-hmm. all those, all the things, I had no fear. Wow. I wasn't worried. I wasn't scared because I know what the Bible promises. Mm. I kept my faith built high. That's good. And I'm listening to the Lord. And then I got this instruction. He said, Travis, it takes just as much faith, effort, and energy to increase your way out of debt as it does to decrease your way out of debt. Woo! Can you say that again? That's, so you, that's might as well pick, you might as well pick increase. Mm. He said it takes just as much faith, effort, and energy to increase your way out of debt as it does to decrease your way out of debt. So you might as well pick increase. <sighs> I searched all over the world, struggling to find it. Then I met my boy, David E. Simons. Yeah. I searched all over the world, struggling to find it. Then I met my boy, David E. Simons. Yeah. Discover my gift, yeah, yeah. Discover my gift, yeah, yeah. But David E. Simons. Welcome, everyone. This is your host, David D. Simons of the show, How I Discovered My Gift. Welcome to another episode. I'm excited to have a brother here named Travis Peters joining us on the show. Travis is known for helping Christians to live a life of financial increase, not decrease. He can show anyone, he means anyone, how to dominate their financial realm, make more money than they've ever dreamed of, and honor God at the same time. He's also showing people how to never be worried, concerned, or lose sleep over money, uh, how to go from money warrior to money mon- warrior. Catch the difference. Warrior to warrior, like fighting warrior. <laughs> he's, he's not really a budget guy. He's, he's never used one. He goes to Starbucks whenever he wants. He buys other people's drinks almost every time he goes, and he doesn't eat ramen noodles. In fact, him and his wife go out and eat as much as they want or they uh, eat out as much as they want or they door dash it and uh, they don't cut the cable. Uh, they don't buy off brand groceries. They buy brand new cars. They pay extra for the two day shipping and they gladly pay for that extra guacamole at Chipotle. How about that? He's also doing the opposite of what the most gurus say about money and in a life that's not concerned about money. He intrigues you to trust him to show you the process. He is the increased method guru and a truly an honor to have him on the show. We met at click funnels, funnel hacking live event. So Travis, welcome to the show, my brother. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, man, I'm, I'm excited. This is going to be fun. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It really is. So Travis, take us through the journey. I, I'm sure just as we talked about in your bio, I'm sure things weren't always this way where you, you know, uh, oh, maybe I'm wrong. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm sure things weren't always this way where you can get that extra guac and just do whatever you want financially. Can you take us to the journey, man, where, where, where start where you started? Yeah. So I'll put it like this. I've, I've kind of and, and I'm going to speak to a lot of the audience listening right here. They're going to they're going to catch on to this and they're going to they're going to be like, I've been thinking that, too. When I started hearing. All right, so everybody goes, everybody in life at some point is like, I want to get ahead financially. 
Like everyone's got that moment where you're like, this is a bummer. Money's tight. I'm tired of squeaking by. I'm tired of paycheck to paycheck. There were other people living better. I want that too. Yeah. All right. I think everybody at some point gets there. You've got two options when you get to that crossroads in life. I guess you got three. One, you can do nothing. Two, you can take what most people teach, which I call the decrease path, the decrease route. And you're like, okay, I'm going to just cut every expense I can. I'm going to live off the bare minimum. Like I'm going to eat the ramen noodles. I'm going to go buy, a, I'm going to sell my car and buy a super crappy one. I'm going to get out of my house and downsize to an apartment. Um, you know, I'm going to do all these things. Cut cable, cut my gym membership, stop eating out, stop doing date nights. We're just going to live as low and as small and as decreased as we can. And I hope that somehow gets me ahead financially. We'll talk more about that. Or route number three, which is, I think, a way more fun way to live is I said, you know what? I'm going to keep all those things that I want. And then I'm going to ask God to show me how to increase to that new level of living. Mm. Because you might be like, you know what? Uh, I, 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 I usually go out to eat Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. On Fridays, it's date night with the wife. I like to eat lunch out the week with the team or the crew or my friends. This is awesome. I really enjoy that. Mm -hmm. God, I need some extra money to do that. It blesses other people. Increase me. Give me some more and I'll even pay for their food while we go. Yeah, and, and the date nights are great because it helps my wife and I reconnect and uh, communicate and it just strengthens our marriage and we have a ton of fun. Let's keep those too. I like that. And you know what? Going to the gym is actually really good for my health. Yeah, I go to one of those like expensive gyms, you know, this ain't no tin yeah. gym. Uh, I go to one of these expensive gyms, this ain't no gold's gym. But man, it's great for my health and I meet cool people there and we have a ton of fun. We, you know, encourage and motivate each other and I listen to podcast and build my faith while I'm there. Like, this is great. I don't want to cut that either. Right. You know what? And my car, it's got a big old dent in the side and it's looking pretty crappy. I don't really think that that car represents God too well, to be honest with you. Like, mm -hmm. you know what? I want a nicer car than this. You see the difference in the mindset yep. and you're nodding your head as I'm saying all these things because it's resonating with you. Right. And when I start to teach and preach this message, I find that for in the most, in most cases, most people listening are like, I knew there had to be another way. I, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, and some of you guys have been like, I've tried the budgeted. How many of you guys have you, you tried the budgeted life? Oh, yeah. Guess what happens? You stay in the budgeted life. <laughs> and it's not that fun. Yeah. You cannot budget your way to wealth. True. Because what happens if you try, and again, here's the thing. I tried. I tried. I remember working at this day job and making 11 bucks an hour. I think it was something like that. Maybe 13 at, at, at its peak. And man, I was super budgety. I was even living at home back in the day. Mm. And I would just look at my, and I was, and I was doing some faith stuff. I'm a tither and you know, I'm that all that kind of thing. And, um, and I'm like, man, I'm still not really getting ahead. I'm looking at my expenses. I'm barely spending any money guys have done that you've barely spent any money and then at the end of the month it's like i still don't have a lot to show for it mm. well that's because it doesn't work 
Budgeting and decreasing is not the path. It's not the principles. It's not the strategy. And it's not the mindset that gets you to the next level financially. Right. As I've begun to teach this, and we've now helped thousands of, of kingdom-minded Christians with this, and the conversations I get over and over again, man, I tried the budgeted route and I about went broke. I tried budgeting my life away and it was a miserable three years and I had nothing to show for it at the end. So you got to ask yourself, what do you want out of life? If you are happy with a middle class, average, did pretty good, maybe you're 65 and you paid your house off and you got a million dollars in your 401k, now you can retire and that's the life you wanted. Great. Budget away, like just whatever. Uh, I, I personally think a lot of Christians have chosen that life thinking it's the best that that could be. And I'm here to show you there's a way, way elevated way to live. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to, it's like my mission to help get you guys there. I mean, I believe that I, I even have a YouTube little snippet on my YouTube series I did a while ago called Escaping the Middle Class. Mm, mm, mm. It made some people mad because like, what's wrong with middle class? And I'm like, if you're cool with average, that's this isn't for you. But if you want to take your place, see, I don't think God made any of us average. I don't think he made any of us middle class. I don't think he made any of us economy. Right. You know, David, I teach things like, like people who go through my programs. I think God made first class people. So what do we do? We fly first class when we go on airlines. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of people mad, especially Christians. Mm-hmm. But that's just because you don't understand how money works. You think you do, but you don't. You don't understand how money flows. You don't understand how it works in the kingdom. You don't have the revelation of what this says when it comes to your money. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I'm thinking, people. And it's it's uh, like I said, it uh, it'll it'll make some it'll make some people mad, but. You, you listen to my stuff, I back everything up in scripture, and the yeah. next thing you know, it's like, maybe Travis is onto something. Yeah. Maybe maybe we can live this elevated life and honor God at the same time. Maybe we can be wildly generous. Maybe we can pay our houses off and pay my parents' house off too. And how many of y'all dream of paying your parents' house, house off? Oh, well, yeah. it doesn't happen by you living a budgeted, small, scared life. Mm. It doesn't work because you're going to live a small, budgeted, scared life your whole life. And then here's what happens when you do retire. You got your your 401k million dollars, right? Guess what happens when you spent the last 40 years scared to spend? When you retire, you're extra scared to spend. Mm. Because now you've got this bag of money, even if it's a million bucks, and you're like, I, got, I can't spend. I got I to gotta slowly do this because like, I got to make it last for the rest of my life. And what if I, what if I live till I'm 90 or 95? Well then, man, I got to just, and now you're still, you thought life was going to open up for you, but it doesn't. In fact, it gets more closed off than even before, because now you don't have new money coming in. I'm telling you guys, you got to rethink money, how you're rethinking all this stuff. My message isn't just about money guys, but we live in an economic world. And you spend most of your time thinking about money, working for money, or doing something around money, fighting about money, mentally occupied with money. So we might as well learn how to crush it financially while we're down here. Wow. That's good, bro. Now 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 take take me into like 
when did you have this epiphany, right? And where were you before you had this epiphany? And, and how did you come into this epiphany? Yeah. So I think it really started when I was, I was 24. And I had just left my safe, secure day job uh, to sell new construction homes. It's so all commission, 100% commission. I uh, really liked the real estate industry. I still like real estate. I think it's super fun. We were selling new construction homes, so it was super cool. Uh, yeah. Brand new things. It was awesome. I was 24. And uh, I kind of, I tend to do things so people are like, I, I think the average person would say like, Travis, you're not being a good steward. That's not wisdom. I tend to operate outside of the, the wisdom, uh, as most people call it. So 24 uh, I quit my safe, secure day job at the same month, bought a house, mm. same time. And, uh, I put, you know, I've always made decisions like that and it's always worked out, um, cause your faith can be rewarded. So the, uh, I moved in and then I, I had roommates that lived with me, with me, obviously before I was married, uh, I had roommates that lived with me and they helped pay the rent well, or the mortgage. So a few months into that, uh, my career in at this particular company was very short lived. They let everybody go because this was 2008, 2009. Oh, wow. When the real estate bubble burst and the recession or whatever uh, the world calls it happened. Well, they let all of us go pretty much except for maybe like two people. So I thought I had this thought. I was like, I know God wants us to win financially. He wants us to win in every area. I've always thought it's super. I don't even like, don't even need to like argue that anymore for, for, I don't think anybody watching this is still of that thought that God wants you to be broke, poor. And like, I think we're all past that, right? Like that's elementary. Yeah. Like, okay. So I knew he wanted us to win financially. Why wouldn't he, right? Like I'm putting on his Jersey. Everyone knows I'm a Christian. It's sh my team should look attractive to come play for. Right. So I knew this and then I thought the Bible has the answers. Yeah. I'm in a, I'm in a potentially tough spot. The Bible's got the answers. So here's what I did. I, this is when I got into uh, looking and listening to like sermons and YouTube and podcasts and I'm pulling up Joel Osteen. Mm -hmm. I'm pulling up um, Jesse Duplantis and Kenneth Copeland and Creflo Dollar and all of these guys who have kingdom teaching on finances, Kenneth Hagin. And I'm like, let me, uh, Charles Capps. I'm like, let me get this in me. Yeah. Let me get this in me. I got books. I found all the scriptures. I would fall asleep listening to these sermons. I would wake up listening to these sermons. I didn't have a job for a minute. So I'm listening to them during the day. Wow. And so I'm getting all this stuff in me, man. I'm doing all the things like confession sheets and I'm writing stuff out and I'm speaking scripture. I'm declaring it over my life and, and all these things. And while I'm doing that, what's, what's so important guys is keeping your faith built high. Mm -hmm. Any time of financial turmoil or where things seem tight or where things seem a little scary and the key is keeping your faith built high so that fear cannot get in. So go. even in the midst of, quote unquote recession, losing my job where I needed the money to pay the mortgage on the house I just bought. Mm -hmm. All those, all the things, I had no fear. Wow. I wasn't worried. I wasn't scared because I know what the Bible promises. Mm. I kept my faith built high. 
That's good. And I'm listening to the Lord. And then I got this instruction. He said, Travis, it takes just as much faith, effort, and energy to increase your way out of debt as it does to decrease your way out of debt. Woo! Can you say that again? That's, you, that's might as well pick, you might as well pick increase. Mm. He said it takes just as much faith, effort, and energy to increase your way out of debt as it does to decrease your way out of debt. So you might as well pick increase. And that's why increase is my word. Mm. Mm. Because if you're going to pick, if you want to get out of debt, if you want to get ahead financially, yeah, you can do all the decrease things. But it takes work, faith, effort, and energy. Yeah, It's, it's kind of hard. All right? Increase takes faith, effort, energy, work, and all the things. And it's kind of hard too. But man, it's a way better payoff. The end result actually gets you where you want to go. But if you program yourself, man, I'm, I'm not going to name drop. I'm not going to name names. But the man himself, the, the, the main financial teacher out there in the space, he literally said this. He said, one of the hardest things for people is they've lived with such a scarcity mindset. Like basically, if you follow my teachings, they've lived with a scarcity mindset for so long. They've cut back so long that once they do get out of debt, it's really hard for them to go back to an abundance mindset. I'm just saying, let's start with an abundance mindset and let's finish with an abundant mindset and let's just keep it that way. That's right. It's a way better way to live. It's true, man. That's game, bro. I love it. I mean, this is... This has been a area where I think the body of Christ has struggled the financial conversation. And so to hear, uh, I, you know, for those that are going to be watching, you, you'll see he's a young brother doing great things. Um, but you don't see this in our generation. People speaking out like about this. You see it, You've seen it like he mentioned some of the greats, uh, the the. Kenneth Copeland's, the Hagans, the Creflos, all all these people who who pioneered for us to really understand that prosperity is a divine right for us. Uh, you don't see this in our generation, so I'm really cool to see. I'm so so excited to see a voice that God has r- raised up to do this in, in you, Travis. So so talk to me about. Okay, so you you, you actually you know went into. I think you said you were in sales. Is that, is that correct? For, for, from the real estate construction side, so you've always had a had a business entrepreneurial mind, right? So even if, even in the corporate world, yeah. Well, yes, but I think it was always just it was just because like I want to be I want to be in control of my income. There you go. Like I've 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 had normal day jobs, yeah. but even when I did. I would apply an entrepreneurial element. So I would bring, I even, I'll tell you a story. I worked at, um, so actually I'll let you, 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 you guide me with the questions cause I'm going to go all over the place. Where do you want me to go next? So, yeah. so where, I, where, where I was going with, with that is that, that you had, you, there's this desire in you, right. To, to be rewarded for your own efforts. With that said, what do you think your gift is and what is what is that gift that is natural to you that you just do so naturally? Well, um, I w- at first I was saying things like I'm entrepreneurial. I'm saying, you know, maybe business and making money and those types of deals. But I honestly don't necessarily. I mean, maybe I'm maybe I slant towards that just because I like it. Mm-hmm. But just like you, you'd mentioned to me, my gift is actually teaching. 
Mm. Like I'm like, if you guys go follow me on YouTube or anything like that, I'm a teacher. I've got books and curriculum and, and I can make videos all day, every day with no prep. And I can write, I have 18 books I'm going to write. Wow. I've already written four and I can just type, like they just flow out of me. They're not this big. People are like, oh, that's writing this book. This huge process. It's not. I literally just mark off, give me 30 minutes a day. And at some point I'll be done with all 18 books. Wow. <laughs> like teaching is what I love to do. It's, mm. it is where I'm gifted. Now it's cool is you can take that gift and you can, I can teach you how to make money. I can teach you how to increase. I can teach you passive income strategies. I can teach you how to build your faith for finances. I can mm. teach you how to lock in to the increased life mm. and those sort of things. So a teaching gift doesn't mean I got to go be a school teacher. That's right. And, and work, you know, work at a normal day job as what you think a teacher would be. None, not necessarily. God's give, gifted each of us this gift. How do you want to use it? That's good. That's good, brother. So, so speaking of teaching, can you teach the listeners just an overview? What is the increase method from a from a surface level, right? Um, they can get deeper level as they learn more about your programs and the things that you have, but. But what yeah. is the increase method? Yeah. So it, it is it is morphed over the years. Um, as I was sharing with David before, my mission is to help 10,000 Christians get to $10,000 a month. All right. And I want to help you do it with passive income. That's $100 million a month in the hands of kingdom people. So I'm on a I'm on a burning hot mission to do that to get that done. I'm bringing David with me. I'm bringing people with me. We're gonna we're gonna get you there. Um, the overview. So that's that's the that's the underlying mission right there. Yeah. The overview is there's kind of three phases to the increase method. So the first one I take you through. I've got a five day challenge, and it helps you locate and find those hidden poverty mindsets. So I've got a, I've got a part that's basically reversing the Christian poverty mindset. Mm. And we're just all jacked up by stuff that we've heard or kind of heard, or our parents said, grandparents said, maybe even a preacher growing up, maybe even your pastor growing up, yeah. all these different things. And David, what I find over and over again is these are actually the main problem is they're all unchallenged thoughts. Their beliefs we have, thoughts we have, but we never take the time to be like, wait, why do I believe that? Wait, where does the Bible say that? Wait, let me go read that again. Let me go read that again. I'll, I'll give you an example. You know, yeah. you talk about the parable of the talents. I've got like four teachings alone from that set of scriptures. Yeah. But if I was to ask somebody, hey, when you talk about, you know, people like call me out, Travis, you're just not being a good steward. Like during the increase challenge, I teach you to do things that work on your abundance mindset. Um, there, there are things like around your house that make you feel and put you in a scarcity state that you don't realize. Mm -hmm. So for instance, um, if you are low on deodorant mm -hmm. and you look at your deodorant and there's just a little bit left in there, it kind of gives you like, you have weird thoughts in your head. I'd be like, oh, maybe I'm not going to use as much today or maybe I'll, I'm probably good. Like I'll kind of skip it. Like it's weird stuff. We do it with toothpaste. We do it with all kinds of things, right? Well, in the challenge, I help you identify those things and then I make you go buy two of everything. Mm. So you're going to go buy two shampoos, two deodorants, two toothpaste. Uh, for me, it was mouthwash, like Listerine. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. I remember when he'd be like real low, I'd take like a little swig or I'd skip it or mm-hmm. cologne, same thing. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna watch toiletries, I guess. But yeah. uh, all those little things put you in a scarcity state and they make you make a scarcity based decision. Mm. So I have you go buy double of those things. And dude, I get testimonies off that of how much that helps people and how much that changes the way I think. But then other people are like, oh no, that's, you know, we got to be good stewards and all those different things. So as far as the unchallenged thought, I would say, hey, David, tell me the scripture where it talks about being a good steward means spending as little money as possible. Woo! What is that? There is none. From my understanding, from my, from my recollection. There is none. And two... If you were to answer, 90% of the people say uh, the parable of the talents. Mm-hmm. And then I have them go read that with me. Mm-hmm. And you find out the one who spent as little as possible was called wicked and lazy <laughs> and slothful. And what little he had was taken from him and given to a producer, an increaser. And he was thrown out into darkness. Woo. So you mean to tell me our main Christian definition of stewardship I mean, talk about the enemy perverting scripture for us, right? Yeah. He's like, I'll have people be like, I'm trying to be a five talent guy from that scripture. Like, I want to be a five talent guy. So I'm saving as much as I can. Right. That's not what a five talent guy does. <laughs> he risk, he risk what he has. It literally says the guy now, now it depends on what, what you want to, which way you want to go with this. But most people say those talents were talents of silver. Right. And if you look in today's money, one talent was worth a little over $11,000, right? So the first guy gets 55 grand. Second guy gets 22 grand. And then the last guy gets 11 grand. And he, they says the first two guys, it says this in the scripture. They went to the market immediately, began to trade it and earned a profit. That's a five talent guy. That's an increaser guy. But all of us have been living like the one talent guy thinking we're five talent guys. And you're wondering why you can't get ahead financially. Mm. These are unchallenged thoughts. Yeah. Uh, someone on one of my YouTube videos, uh, she said, and she, was like, she wasn't like a hater. She was sweet about it. But she was like, um, hey, what about all the scriptures that tell us pursuing wealth is bad? She's like, this is something I'm praying through. I like what you're saying, but I keep thinking about all the scriptures that say pursuing wealth is sin. So I replied, hey, give me two or three of those scriptures, post them below and I'll make a video for you. Do you think she replied? No. No, because those are unchallenged thoughts she has. What about all the scriptures that say it's bad? Yeah. Show yeah. them to me. Yeah. Oh. It, 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 I, you know what I think it is? Uh. Uh, when I, when I, when I break it, when you break it down, Travis, I think it's doctrines of demons, right? Mm. Like, like, like the, they're false doctrines that are being taught through pastors and through, through, and not just pastors. It's, it's through our, through our society, through our movies, through our things, you know, all the different e- elements, but a big part is in the church that they're, they're, they're past these false teachings that are that have no merit, you know. For the longest time, I, I, I'm sure you heard this too. Maybe in, growing up in church, uh, the, the you know the the love of money is the root of all evil. No, you know, um, you know the, the the no. They said the money is the root of all money. evil. They 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 would take out the love part right. and, and 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 forget that. And and you know when you break that scripture down, 
and I learned this. I, I've always I've always had a, a a rebel mindset of like, let me go look it up for myself. Let me go see what people are saying. And you think about even in the with the root of evil, it's it says that money is the when you break it down, the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Meaning that money can be the cause, the love of trying to get money can be the cause to gateways of all types of things. People will basically it's saying people will do all kinds of things for money. Right. Yeah. And, and it's, it's not saying uh, it's bad to have money or to, to, as you talk about, to increase. So you're right, man. All these. I love what you said. Unchallenged thoughts. So uh, one more funny story on that is uh, I used to go. Buddy of mine taught high school at a Christian school here in town. And he'd have me come up once a year and teach this. They had to go through the school had to go through a financial thing, uh, which is great that the go that the had to go through anything, but then he'd bring me up the next day and be like, Hey, can you teach them like your stuff? And so I'd always start the class and I would say, all right, this is a Christian school. So I'd say, how many guys uh, have heard the scripture that money is the root of all evil? And it'd be 90, 95% of the class would raise their hands. It was 30 plus kids in there every, and it was like six classes a day. So I'd ask it to all six classes and 90% would raise their hand. I've heard that scripture. And so I'd say, what scripture is that? No one ever knew where it was. Zero. I'd never had one student ever know what scripture that was. Wow. So I'd say, okay, it's actually 1 Timothy 6.10. And let me read you what it really says. Because remember, they raised their hand when I said that money is the root of all evil. Y'all heard that? Yeah. So no one knows where it is, but it's 1 Timothy 6.10. And I got it here. It, it says, um, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Just like you said. And some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. That's the whole thing. It doesn't say that you will lose your faith. It doesn't say that at all. It says the love of money. And then it says some have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. So another translation says, uh, the insatiable greed for money. Well, here's the great thing. You guys listen to this. You don't have that. You're safe. David, you don't have an insatiable greed for money. Right. You're good. Now let's go make a ton of it and, and help a lot of people. There you go. There yeah. Go. You don't have to worry about it. So what's happening is people have these unchallenged thoughts or unchallenged beliefs. And I mean, here's it. If I'm getting, I'll, I'll go... I teach this stuff in the program, but I'll get, I'll get yeah. deep for a minute. But what happens is it builds into your moral compass. Mm -hmm. So now you're at war with yourself when it comes to trying to increase financially or make more money. Dude, I've heard people turn down raises from their boss because they don't need any more money. Hey, give it this. I'm, I'm good. Just they got families and kids and all stuff. Just give it to someone else. And these are all, all Christian people. Hey, I don't need, I'm not greedy. Like, I don't need any more. Like, me and my family are good. Um, I appreciate the offer, but go ahead and give that raise to somebody else. I'd probably fire that guy, as funny as it sounds. But because that's actually a really, really, really dangerous mindset to have, especially if you're working for me and we're trying to grow something and I'm trying to grow you and develop you. Yeah. It sounds noble. It sounds Christian y. But what's really happening is he's got a moral compass issue. So he's fighting against his moral compass. Problem is the moral compass is programmed incorrectly. 
It's programmed for lack, for decrease, for small, instead of increase, expansion, domination, which is what the original intent, the original command, you got, you know this, that, that yeah. God gave us, right? Yeah. Back in Genesis 128, first thing he told us to do is be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue and dominate. He said, get after it. I've blessed you. Now go get after it. Go do something. But we're just trying to live these lives where we do as little as possible. We do nothing. We don't make a dent in the darkness. We don't do anything. We just survive well. Mm. And I got a feeling a lot of people are going to, a lot of Christians are going to die. They're going to go up to heaven. They're going to see Jesus. And Jesus is going to be like, what'd you do with my stuff? Mm. And he's going to be, you're going to be like, well, I, I, uh, Stayed at my job 40 years. It was tough, but I did it because I loved my family. I got a million dollars in my 401k. I paid off my house. I went to church every Sunday. And he's going to be like, all right, get in, I guess. Hmm. Wow. I think we're going to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. We didn't do anything. That's you just real. survived better than some. Woo. What are we doing, David? Man, you're hitting people in the jugular, man. This is good. I love it. Uh, so, Travis, take take us to the pivotal shift you had to get this. So you 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 went through, you studied all this material, you 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 made all these affirmations, you you read the word, studied the scriptures for yourself. Can you talk about that first big, maybe the first big breakthrough was when you left your job, but can you talk about the first big increased breakthrough that you had and what it did for you? Yeah, great question. All right. So when I left my job that, that time and went to work selling new construction homes, all right. So I uh, left this, left the safe job, went to full-time commission Basically, as that housing bubble burst, bought a house, and uh, I was dating my soon-to-be wife. So I was planning on getting engaged soon. So I had all those things, right? Uh, not wisdom, not a good steward. And uh, <laughs> quote-unquote, for those who are just listening. And I remember I went to, there was a, when I started working there, we had just bought another company. So there was some empty homes that had been built in random locations around the city that weren't selling. And so there was one in particular and it was this weird location. I mean, it was in the neighborhood, but it was like, it was like 45 minutes away. It was in the woods. You couldn't even see it from the street. And my boss was like, Hey, will you go up there on Saturday and clean it up? And kind of get it ready to show. And then we can start marketing it. And if you sell it, I'll give you $5,000. And I was like, okay. So uh, I, I actually picked up uh, Rachel. Again, at the time, she's my girlfriend. And I remember this. I remember we went through uh, Taco Bell drive through on a Saturday morning. Get some Taco Bell on the way up there. And I said this. I said it with certainty. And I meant it, but then I kind of forgot about it. I remember going through the drive and getting that. And I said, when we get there, we're going to sell this house today. Mm. We get there. I'm telling you, like it's in the country. It's crazy. You can't even see the house from the road. Wow. We get up there and you have to go up this winding road and there's trees, like basically a small forest in front of it. We go up there, really cool house. We go up there. No one's lived in it. And 
but it's been sitting for a while. So there's like hornet's nests and like just dirty windows and some stuff. So we get up there and there's a family there looking at the house, walking around it because they can't get in. Mm. No, they didn't schedule this. Nothing. And I'm like, what? How'd you? So I'm like, yeah, I'll let you in. Sure. Like I played it off like, oh yeah, here. I know what I'm doing. I didn't know what I was doing at the time. I'm just playing it. But I'm showing them around and they're like, they come back and I'm cleaning while they're looking and they come back and they're like, we love it. We want it. What do we do? And I was like, let me, uh, let me, let me, let me connect you and uh, we'll get you rolling. So I called my boss, told him what's up, connected him. My boss closed the deal. My boss did everything. And I got a check for $5,000. What? That's amazing. That was my first big check. All right. Well, like 24, maybe 25. And that was my first big check. And I was looking at this and I was like, I, this is all God. Wow. Like this, I just showed up. You know what I mean? Like, wow. And it's funny is even when I was like, even when I saw the family there and was talking to them, I didn't think, oh yeah, because I spoke earlier, it was going to sell and this is it playing out. I, like I said, I like forgot about it. And then I had the check in my hand and I was like, God reminded me what I said at Taco Bell on the way up there. And I was just like, oh my goodness, God, like, wow. all this stuff works. It's real. Nobody said it's real, you know? Dude. So I'm locked Dude. in. That's a, that's amazing, amazing testimony. I'm glad you shared that. I know people are being encouraged right now. Um, so there's two other phases I'd love for us to talk about with the, with the amount of time we have left. Um, could you talk to us about, like, you know, because I, I don't want to gloss over this, right? Because to get to where you are today... Travis, that that you've developed yourself into, you had to do some study. You had to do some things to develop, change your mindset. You had to do all these things, and a lot of times people don't talk about the work behind the, the, the behind the scenes. The, yeah. the, the and I'm glad you brought that out. So, could you talk about the development that it took for you to become who you are today, to be the person that can demand and create results for yourself and others? Great question. I'm actually really glad you brought that up. So here's what happens is, and, and it's easy for, once you're on the other side of something, like there's a quote that's something like, um, once you've won the fight, you forget about the punches you took in the face. And so there are times, my wife does this, I'm glad you did this, where I'm telling stories and then she's like, hey, hey, but tell them about the struggle parts. Like tell them about the hard parts. And I'm like, oh yeah, but I don't, I don't think of them like, I, I don't feel like I went through some, like, hard battle and some crazy struggle and I'm lucky to be here. I don't feel like that because I just kept my faith built high the whole time. Mm -hmm. And that's the part, that's the development piece that I want to share with you guys. It's fighting the good fight of faith. Mm -hmm. That's what that means. Good fights are fights you win. Yeah. And a fight of faith is one where it's like, I'm going to keep my faith high so I win every faith fight. Now, I believe everything's spiritual. Yes. I believe there's spiritual laws and principles behind everything you see in the natural. Everything that everything that you see is made by stuff you don't see. Right. right? I believe that because the scripture says that. The personal development that I went through was as simple as this. 
I realized if I'm going to get out in front of life, the only time to do it is in the morning. And I'm, I'm not even going to be this guy. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything where it's like, oh, you might be a morning person. You might be a night person. You can get in the word whenever you want. No, you got to get in the word in the morning. Here's why. One, if I like to literally put God first in my life. Literally. And then one time God showed me this. I was reading through the, the putting on the armor of God scriptures. And I just heard this one time when I was reading. He said, Travis, when does a warrior put on his armor? And I said, before the battle. He's like, exactly. Most people try to put on their armor during the battle. Mm. If you start your day in the word, if you start your day with with God yeah. and you're working on the spiritual development in your life. Yeah. Now, when you go and open your emails, you get up, you get in the word at six, six in the morning, whatever it is for you, you get in the morning, get up at six, you get in the word. Maybe you listen to a sermon. Maybe you do some praying, some speaking, declaring some stuff. You work on it. Then when your kids get up at seven, you're not frustrated. You're a different person. They're not bugging you because you were in the middle of trying to do something. Yeah. Then when you check your emails and you get the angry customers and you got the people that are flipping out and doing all the weird stuff people do, come mm-hmm. my armor on. Doesn't phase me. Yeah. See, I want to help you become unfazable. That's really what a lot of this is about. It's like, man, Travis, I get, I've got this like my whole adult life. Travis, how are you always so happy? I think it's because I got my armor on. There's, there's, there's been stuff, business stuff, money stuff, taxes, things, tenants at rental properties, there's been all kinds of stuff that, that can happen. And it probably would like take you out for two or three days. You'd be bummed down, discouraged. Can't believe this happened. But man, when you start your day and put your armor on, there's things that happen that I forget about by lunch that would take people out for a week. Right. That's where we got to get. So the development, and here's what's cool, guys, is like, and I'll, uh, just to make it super easy, um, it, this is shifted. Now, I've been getting up at five. I usually, for years and years, got up at four. Um, now, I get up at five, and I typically just put on a faith-building sermon, I kind of pace back around my office. I drink some coffee. I drink some water. Then after that, I might get in the Word for a little bit. might do some praying, praying the Spirit. Build yourself up on your most holy faith. Like it's mm. basically like going to the gym, but for your spirit man. Mm, that's a great analogy. Yeah. You know, Paul said, working out your physical body profits you a little. Yeah. But working out your spiritual man profits you a lot because that's going to take you on into eternity as well. There we go. So work. I mean, a lot of you guys will work out your physical body more than you worked out your spiritual man. Hmm. So if we just started your day doing that, and yeah, you might have to get up 30 minutes earlier. You might have to get up an hour earlier. Cool. Go to bed an hour earlier. Right. Travis, I don't want to. I can't. You don't understand. I'm different. My personality, my blah, blah, blah. No, stop, stop, stop. Mm-hmm. Do you want the results or not? Do you want things to change or not? Right. Do you want to go another month, six months, year where you're currently at? Yeah. Do you want to go another decade with the same results? Mm-hmm. Ah. What I'm talking about isn't even hard because here's what happens. Just, just get up 30 minutes earlier and do what I said. And 
in a few days, you will be craving it. I look forward to going to bed early because I look forward to my mornings so much. Mm. It's a great way to live. Beautiful. Fired up. Don't you want to live a life where you're like fired up, ready to go? I'm trying to live a life where like, man, you're not, you're emotion, you're not an emotional roller coaster. Like you're not up and down. Trav, you never have bad days because I don't talk like that. Mm. Like it's not bad days anymore. We're Christians. What are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, the highs and the lows. What? No, let's just keep it up. Let's go increase. Every day better than the last. There we go. And you start to enjoy it. You start to crave it. You start to want that morning time with the Lord. And man, it's, then my kids come in, they see me in the word every day. Mm. You know what that's doing for them? Setting standards. That's right. They start to think, I've got three, I've got three daughters. Mm. They see me in the word every day. Guess what? When they're much, much older and start dating, and looking for a husband, if he doesn't start his day with the word right here, they're not going to be interested because that's what that's what godly men do. I saw my dad do that every morning. And then they're talking to someone who sleeps in and whatever, stays up till all hours of the night and then wakes up at 10 a.m. and blah, blah, blah. That's, they're not going to be attracted to that. That's good. So we're setting standards for your family as well. I mean, there's so many benefits. It just, it's truly life-changing for you and everyone around you when you put your armor on before the battle. Because mm. you know you, you're in business, and yeah. doesn't matter if you're in business or not. Anything uh, d- throughout the day, if you find something that's like, man, that shouldn't have messed with me as much as it did. Right. You just didn't have your armor on. Mm. I got frustrated at something the other day, and I was like, God, why is this bugging me so much? And he literally just said, "You didn't put your armor on this morning." Mm. And I remembered it was a it was a weird random day, but I I slept in, I got up, and uh, I slept in to like six fifteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then my kids got up right after that and I didn't have a chance to really get in the word. I remember it. And it just like, just kind of threw me off for the rest of the day. Wow. Well, we can, we can basically engineer these lives that get better and better and better and go up and up and up and up just by putting into these little, call them disciplines, but I don't even use that word. I don't actually call them disciplines or habits. It's kind of like a rut, mm-hmm. but a success rut. Hmm. ruts work both ways positive or negative a rut is simply a path you've traveled over and over and over again and the more you travel that path the deeper the ruts get the more automatic these actions become you don't even have to think if you're driving a car on a muddy road you don't have to think because the ruts control it for you so imagine using that concept but towards a success path that's good we usually talk about it in a negative way Mm-hmm. But what if you dug those those ruts so deep where every morning you spent an hour with God? Yeah. And it becomes automatic tomorrow because you did it yesterday. Right. And right. it becomes automatic the next day. And the next thing you know, it's like, man, I've been doing this for years. Look what yeah. far we've gone. Look how much word we've got in us. Look how much faith we've got. Oh, man, I'm just telling you guys, like, it's a fun way to live. Man, it's it's the joy and the, and the, and the spirit of God is all on you, man. I, I see it, bro. And uh, um, I... I, I want to ask you this in, uh, um, you know, because there's, there are people that are not experiencing what you're experiencing right now, right? There are people that are not experiencing the increase. They're not experiencing this, this life style of, 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 of leaning into God and trusting the God, trusting God and his principles and learning the word, the way you've learned it. So I want you to talk about, um, before we got on, uh, this, this episode here, 
we were talking a little bit about some of the things you're doing to help people. And I, and I believe that the last phase, we talked about discovery, we talked about the development, and, and now we're talking about the distribution, which is in the parable of the talents where, you know, we it's implied. God doesn't give you get the person the increase just to sit on it, right? It's it's the increases for you and your family, but also to give. You, as you talked, as you shared in your, as we talked about in your bio, that you're, you're blessed also to be a blessing. So <clears throat> can you talk about the marketing, the importance of marketing your gift and and, and the distribution of what you have, the program, and, and, and please infuse also the programs that you have with the passive income, with the increase method, and where people can learn more about yeah. what you do. Yeah, so I think it's interesting when it comes to, again, I think a lot of these are unchallenged beliefs when it comes to operating your in your gift. I mean, I've, I've had people reach out and be like, hey, I think it's wrong to try to make money using your gift think your gift should only be something that you do for free. And I'm like, how does that work? You know, uh, <laughs> how's that working? How's that working for you? But the, I mean, I get it. I, like I get, I get kind of what they're saying. You might have an amazing gift. You might teach, preach, gift of hospitality, whatever, you know, whatever it is, Bible lists, different gifts in different areas of the Bible. But if nobody knows about it, you don't get to use it. And those gifts are there to help each other. Like they're here to help each other. Like we're supposed to help others grow as well. But if you're not doing your gift, it hinders you and it hinders them. So this is where like I start talking about, I feel like I've got a moral obligation to be louder. I've got to tell more people, especially this new newer program we launched. I've got to tell more people because I'm like, this thing is changing people's lives. And if I don't tell more people, and here's the thing about marketing, sometimes you gotta you gotta sell it. You've gotta sell it. I mean, it's like having the cure for something, but people just don't believe you. You'd still have to sell it. You'd still have to market it. Uh Maybe this plays in, maybe it's not, but God gave me this revelation one time about uh, the prophet Elijah and the widow woman, the story of the jars of oil. Yep. So quick recap, basically she needed money. All she had in her house was a jar of oil and a little bit of oil, right? And so Elijah said, hey, go and borrow as many vessels as you can and we're going to do something. So she went, and here's what you have to remember. She, so she went and knocked on all her neighbor's doors, got all these jars that she could. And as the prophet poured out the oil, the oil kept going as long as she had jars, vessels. Mm-hmm. When the vessels ran out, so did the oil. But then there's a part, it's a little half sentence at the end. that We just skip over. He said, now, so now she's got this house full of jars of oil. Now go sell it. Mm. So think about it. She had to take that. She's a widow woman. She had to figure out a way. I don't know how big the jars are. I picture them being big in my head. She had to figure out how to get 78 jars, which is also super awkward, like to go to your neighbors. Like if I was like, hey, go knock on your neighbor's door and get me a bunch of Tupperware. You'd be like, "Uh, I know that guy. I'll knock on his house. Uh, I know that my parents live over there. I'll knock at their house. But it'd be weird. To go knock on everybody's house you can to say, hey, can I borrow some Tupperware? So she had to do something bold and brave. 
yep. and take action and take some faith because it's kind of a weird request. Yep. Two, then she had to go. I mean, this is going to sound funny, but it probably was something like this, right? You've been to a farmer's market. She had to get the oil somehow to the marketplace. Right. She probably had to, whatever the process is, you got to set up a booth. Then she had to have a sign that says, buy my oil. She had to price it appropriately so that people wouldn't go to the other oil stand. Mm-hmm. She had to have her son or something be out there and be like, yo, oil for sale, 50% off. You know, <laughs> like they had to sell it. They had to go and trade it for money. Mm. <laughs> we ain't thinking through this, people. These are unchallenged beliefs. Mm. Oh, selling is bad. No, selling is really good. The prophet told her to do it. She literally started a business. Oh, don't be a greedy business owner. He literally gave her enough money, or excuse me, enough things to go trade for money that it said... She could sell the stuff, pay off her debts, and live off the rest. Mm. I'm assuming for the rest of her life. Yeah. That's a chunk of change, y'all. Yeah, big time. This money stuff isn't bad. In fact, if you ask God, he'll even show you what to do. Yeah. He'll even give you the ideas. But you might have to go knock on some doors. You might have to go to the farmer's market and set up a booth. You might have to go and learn a little bit of marketing. You might have to learn how to price your products appropriately. You might have to set up a good display so your stuff looks good instead of junky. There you go. So that's what I'm saying. That's game. I would tag on with this. Um, I know a lot of people who feel called to teach and to preach. That's why I feel called to do as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're waiting for that opportunity to come to them. They're... You can only, sometimes you can only see it happening one way. So like if I'm called to teach and preach, then my church or a church needs to hire me on staff and trust me with their pulpit and trust me with their stage and their people and their audience. That's for some people, but that's not for everybody. And if you've been waiting on that for years and years and years and years and years, you need to pray about that because there are also times where like I, I, I don't feel like I'm personally, at least in this season, supposed to be on staff at my church and necessarily doing that route. So I started a YouTube channel. I started a podcast and I started another one and then I wrote some books and I did do it with all the blessing of my pastor and under the covering of our house. He knows about all this and his hands on it and his blessings on it and everything like that. So it's not like starting some weird thing. Um, it's all under the covering, which I think is the right way to do it. Mm-hmm. For those listening, but it doesn't mean I necessarily have to go be on staff. Just like a, as a teacher, it doesn't mean you need to go teach at a public school. There you go. You can teach in so many different forms. That's right. And, and here's one of the best things. I know we're going over time, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep going. Well, one of the, the best things that the Lord showed me was, so like for my YouTube channel, I record a video every morning, Monday through Thursday, and sometimes every day. But... I, I lock it into my morning schedule. Here's why. There are there were weeks where I'd feel like just not fired up, just maybe just a little bit like, eh, what's up? You know, it's not it's not trav level. And he showed me you didn't operate in your gift this week. So I realized I was actually doing those YouTube videos for myself. They're there to teach other people. But Paul told Timothy, you gotta stir up your gift. Mm. You've got to fan the flames 
of that gift. That means you got to do it. You stir it up. You develop it. You work on it. You fan the flames. Let's go. And we're in control of how we feel. We're in control of our production. That's right. Jesus said, you'll know my disciples because they produce much fruit. A lot of y'all produce some fruit, but his disciples produce much fruit. And you are in control of your own production. Man, uh, firing myself up just, just talking about this stuff. So you asked me, that's the, that's the overarching, how can, um, what I'm doing now to help 10,000 Christians get to $10,000 a month passively yeah. is I'm basically inviting people to come join the Increase Army. When you join the Increase Army, you're going to get access to my programs, uh, my Kingdom Money Mastery Program. All right, this is super cool. This is going to help you get your, your mindset right. It's going to get your faith set right, as I call it, uh, your increase attitude. And we're going to help find all those hidden poverty mindsets that have been holding us back. Didn't even know they were there. I've got videos to watch and then an assignment you do to help break those mindsets. Then in that program, we even cover things like, man, how to, how to structure your finances with your spouse. Man, maybe even fighting about money. I'm going to show you how to get on the same page. Um, we, we talk about all kinds of stuff in there that it's, uh, mindset, it's faith, but then there's practical steps too. All right. Um, you're probably like me and you don't like budgets. I'll show you how we operate and how we do it. Right. It'll help you experience increase in the area of your finances. That's phase one. Phase two, uh, we talk about ways to open up, we call an increase avenue. So you need to have a way for money to flow into your life. And this is above and beyond a job. Job stands for just over broke. So if you want to get ahead, you have to have an increase avenue. So we show you how to find one and deploy that. And then step three, we install money multipliers. And that is where my latest program, Passive Income Engines, comes into play. And when you join the Increase Army, you get access to all three of those things. So we're going to build the, we're going to help you get, become a 10K Christian, right? We're going to get you there. We get access to all, the, all those things. There's a Facebook group that goes with it. Um, you'll get the ebook version of my books and uh, man, just all kinds of things. But the passive income engines has been crazy exciting. It's gone crazy fast. I was just sharing with David. We have, uh, we've made two millionaires with it, uh, but we've got several people in 50K a month club, dozens of people in the 10K a month club. And these are just the people who responded to my email the other day when I asked them how much are you making? This isn't even everybody, right? Wow. So it's working very, very well. We are, there is a new strategy available to us. It is in the realm of the crypto space, all right? But it's not what you think. It's not buying Bitcoin and hoping it goes up in price and sell. It's none of that, none of that, none of that. There are strategies and ways to invest that pay you daily dividends, daily passive income. Ah, that, that I can show you how to get started with very quickly and it is changing people's lives. So if you combine all three of those elements, you get the increased mindset, your increased avenue, and your money multipliers going. Oh, you're going to get to 10K like that. That's how I feel. Love that. And then up from there, 10K is just the starting point, guys. Like, we just start there. Oh, this is beautiful. We're, we're so, so Travis, what, what what's the site that people can go to to, to want to inquire more or get signed up or learn more about? Yeah, let's let's do this. Let's have everybody um, let's have everybody go to theincreasemethod.com. Okay. We'll go to the increasemethod.com and I'll set some I'll set some extra stuff up there for everybody. Perfect. Perfect. Wow. Uh, that's that's what I have to say about you, man. Like this is this is phenomenal. 
uh, I've learned a ton myself. I can't wait for listeners. Uh, those of you that are hearing this um, or are going to watch this, you're going to need to watch this multiple times. Tra- Travis gave you so many different deep concepts and things to chew on that could literally change your life. Just this alone. So you can only imagine what you're going to get when you go to the increasemethod.com and, and, and take advantage of all that Travis has to offer. So I just, w- just want to say thank you, man, for taking the time to, to pour into our listeners. We call them doers. So doers, take advantage of this information and do it. Uh, and, and get plugged in with Travis, follow him on all of his platforms, take advantage of the programs that he has offering. Uh, Travis, I do actually have one last question that we ask all our listeners. I can't forget to ask you this. Um, and it's a simple question, but you weren't prepped on this. No, no one ever is. No one ever is prepped on this question. What's the difference between one's gift and one's purpose? One's gift and one's purpose. Hmm. My knee-jerk thought is we use our gifts to accomplish the purpose. So uh, I'll get I'll get candid with you guys. The my personal like inside internal mission that I felt like the Lord's given me was He said, "Teach my people increase." That's the purpose. The gift is in there. Teach my people increase. Mm. The, the, the gift is in the purpose. Mm. I love that. That's gold, man. You are a certified teacher, man. You're, you're bona fide, man. You, it's, it's not, it just oozes out of you. I love it. Great, Thank great Travis. Thank, thanks again, brother. Um, we uh, have been blessed. I know I've been blessed and listeners have been blessed. Pray you have a blessed rest of the day, man. Thank you so much. Thanks, David. Appreciate you. Uh, uh, I searched all over the world, struggling to find it. Dear listener, I would like to thank you so much for listening to How I Discover My Gift with yours truly, David D. Simons. As a token of my appreciation, I would love to give to you my most important piece of work to date, and it's called the Purpose Gift Tape. It's a motivational mixtape geared towards helping you to identify your gifts, which ultimately lead to you discovering your purpose. This is a six-track album I poured my heart and soul into. It includes beautiful beats and amazing spoken word over it, and I'd love to give that to you as a free gift, as a token of my appreciation for being a part of the community. So to get your copy, all you need to do is go to podcast.daviddsimons.com. That's podcast dot David, the middle initial D, Simons, S-I-M-O-N-S dot com and get yours today. Thank you for being a listener. I'll catch you on the next episode. How I Discover My Gift with David D. Simons is proud to be of the amazing and illustrious Alive Podcast Network.